Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were here and already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and now what stress am I under until it is completed? Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, it is going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So this past week was the ELCA Church-Wide Assembly in New Orleans. Every three years, the National Church gets together to have conversations about where we've been as a church, where we are, and where we are going as a future. And as I was watching the live stream of the Churchwide Assembly this past week, I asked myself a couple of questions. One, when we have meetings like this, does it really make a difference in our church? And two, when it comes to making a difference, does, what, what role does our f- faith play in all of that? And I heard the words of Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, who's the presiding bishop of the ELCA. She reminds us that we are the church, that we are Lutheran, that we are the church together, and that we are the church for the sake of the world. And this is important because when I look around and see people struggle to be the church, there are a couple of reasons I think that happens. One is that they don't know how to put words to their faith, and they don't know how to act upon their faith and say that the church is dying, which breaks my heart. Yesterday, Bishop Eaton addressed the assembly at the very end of it, and she said that the church is not dying, it is changing. And as I hear these words, my heart was filled with joy and gladness because these are the words that I need to hear as a leader in the church. These are the words that I need to hear from our presiding bishop, Elizabeth Eaton. Because too many times I watch as people are told over and over again that there are more important things in this world than their faith. And then I desperately try to find ways to tell people that their faith really does matter. It matters what you believe and who you believe in. It matters if you go to church or not with your family It matters whether you tell your kids or not about the creed, the the Ten Commandments, and the Lord's Prayer. It matters because having faith helps when difficulties arise in our lives. It helps when you don't know where you are going or who you're going to turn to. It helps when you struggle just to take one more step each and every day. 
It helps because God is with you, that God loves you more than anything else in this world. Your faith matters. You know, I know it's easy to think, well, I'm just going to sleep in on Sunday. I know it's, it's important to ensure that your children get to practice on the weekends. I know that it's important to spend time with your friends and family. You know, it would be nice if every single Sunday I didn't have to set my alarm and, and I would be able to get a cup of coffee to read the newspaper and not worry about work or school or doctor's appointments or anything else. But your faith matters. This is the place where we practice our faith the most, here in worship on a Sunday morning. But faith is more than just coming to worship. Faith is also coming together as a community to spend time together, to support one another, pray for one another, to bless each other. You know, we live in a world of division. And our faith tells us that we can and should come together to learn that through the life of Jesus Christ, we are blessed even when parts of our life seem to fall apart. You know, the disciples who followed Jesus regularly found themselves in conflict and division with the religious elite, as well as their friends and family members when they dropped everything they had, everything they were, all their possessions to follow this man named Jesus who did things that were not expected. You know, Jesus was seen with the hurt and the lost and the sick. He embraced those who were considered outsiders. He preached a message of love and forgiveness. He talked about grace and acceptance. This is not the kind of conversation that the disciples or anybody else in Jesus' time was used to. He told everyone that God loves you. You know, and following Jesus didn't necessarily mean that you had to adopt to these new beliefs, but it was a new way of living. To be a follower of Jesus meant that you accepted, even honored someone that you disagreed with. Following Jesus meant that you lived a new life and you avoided the temptation of judging others. Instead, you were called to invite them into a conversation. You invited them into fellowship. To be a follower of Jesus meant that you practiced what Jesus preached. You lived a life full of love and forgiveness, especially when it comes to those who differ from you or even disagreed with you. This was the life that the disciples lived, and this is the life that we are called to live as well. This is what it means to be a follower of Jesus. However, we've turned our life and even our church into a competition. And when that happens, we begin to divide from one another. Because when you compete, all that matters is that in the end, you're on top. We live in a culture of winners and losers, and we see that happening right now with the Olympics. Even as great as they are, it's, it's a competition, it's sport, and we see that in the presidential elections. You're either a winner or a loser, and there's nothing in between. But life 
is not a competition. There are not only winners and losers. Our faith is not some sort of contest to win. We don't need to be the biggest church in order to be faithful. We don't need to have huge buildings or the largest bank account in order to do good ministry. Well, what we have is our mission. And when we are faithful to our mission, good things are bound to happen. Our mission is to respond to and share God's love with all people. We have a God who accepts everyone for who they are, not what they have done, not what they have failed to do, not where they have come from. But we have a God who says that we are blessed no matter who we are. We are blessed to be a church that goes out into the world to engage people where they are at. A place to go out into the world instead of having all of these ministry events here in our building, we have an opportunity to be out into the world among our community. We are able to extend God's love and grace instead of keeping it to ourselves. We are able to build up our community with one another instead of doing things alone. God calls us to create a space, to create a a place, a sanctuary where we are encouraged and equipped, where we are sent out into the world to make a difference in the world. We have a place where we can come to here at church and return to it when we feel the burden of division in our life. A place where we can be strengthened when we feel weak. A place where we can be reminded of our identity as God's beloved children and then sent out again in mission to tell the world about God's love and grace. I am encouraged by my faith And I hope you are too. Because I know that as blessed and beloved children of God, we have so much to offer the church and the world. We have so many things to be thankful for. And because of the love of God, because of the grace that has been extended to us, we continue to be called to share this with the world. To tell the world of God's love. And we have the best news that we could ever experience. A loving and gracious God who calls us by name, who loves us, who blesses us and the world with good things. Amen.